people can register for the program. It's simple and easy. You can either call one 866 50 and the word check, C-H-E-C-K, or you can visit aging.maryland.gov and complete a form online. Typically calls start within about 48 hours after registration. And the calls can also be paused if you have a doctor's appointment or you're going out with family or friends and you know you're not gonna be available to answer the call and you don't want an emergency check-in or emergency wellness visit initiated because you know you're not gonna be home. So it's a really great program and it's completely free. Welcome to What's the 211 podcast, where we provide you with information about resources and programs in your community. 211 Maryland is a health and human service line for anyone seeking help for themselves or someone else. You can dial 211 if you need help with food, rent, or other services. Text your zip code to 898211 or visit our website at www.211md.org. If you or someone is in a mental health crisis or needs help with substance abuse, dial 211 and press 1 to immediately be connected with someone. Hello and welcome to What's the 211, where we provide information and resources and services about what's going on across the state. And today, we are excited and happy to welcome Amanda Stefano, Manager of Maryland Department of Aging. Amanda, how are you? I am doing well. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Yes, thanks for joining us. Could you tell us a little bit about your role with the Maryland Department of Aging and what the department provides? Of course. So I am the No Wrong Door Program Manager that works in the Long-Term Services Division at the Maryland Department of Aging. And what that basically means is that I oversee and provide technical assistance, training, and professional development opportunities to our network of aging and disabilities resource centers, also known as Maryland Access Point or MAP here in the state of Maryland. MAP is a service that's part of our No Wrong Door system in Maryland, and it's aimed at streamlining access to long-term services and supports for older adults and those with disabilities in our community. That's great. I definitely love the, the No Wrong Door, which means that you know no matter where our older adults are calling, they'll get the definitely the support that they need. And so you, you, you mentioned MAP, which stands for Maryland Access Point, but what are some of the different supports and services that comes out of the MAP offices? Maryland Access Point or MAP is your one-stop shop, if you will, for long-term services and support. MAP is aimed at addressing the frustration that older adults and people living with disabilities in our communities and their family members experience when they're trying to access long-term services and supports or learn about the network of supports that exists in our community. It is a complex and complicated system, and MAP is really here to help people better understand that network and all of the services that are available so that they can make more informed decisions around their long-term care goals and needs. There are 20 MAP offices embedded in each of our area agencies on aging across our state that serve each of our Maryland counties. Area agencies on aging, of course, are designated by the state to address the needs and concerns of all older adults at the local level. Ultimately, when meeting with a MAP staff person, individuals will take part in an initial intake interview to gather information about needs, assess goals, and determine strengths and resources that individuals already have and bring to the table, and also explore ways to address any concerns or gaps in services or needs that individuals might have. And the way that we do that is to conduct some baseline assessments to determine base potential eligibility in a variety of services and support 
supports that can meet an individual's needs. We work with individuals to make referrals, complete applications, and help connect individuals to resources available in their communities. That's great. So it's really in, in every jurisdiction, there's a map office that someone can connect with. And so when one of our older adults are actually contacting the map line or calling the office, like what should they expect? What kind of happens when, when someone calls the office? So MAP is a person-centered approach that's aimed at ensuring that Marylanders are able to live safe, active, independent lives in their communities for as long as possible. When somebody calls a MAP office, ultimately they are reaching out to individuals who have been trained or certified in providing the services to connect individuals to community resources and supports. There are a variety of ways that people can connect with MAP offices. We do have a toll-free number that individuals can reach out through to reach any of our MAP locations. That toll-free number is powered by 211 and in partnership with, with you guys, and it is called our MAP link number. When somebody calls that number, it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and individuals can get information and assistance over the phone to support addressing their needs. If an individual is identified as needing additional support or additional assessment, a referral to our, each of our local offices is made at that point. So you can reach out to the toll-free number, which is 1-844-627-5465 or 1-844-MAP-LINK and get services 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you're reaching out to one of our local offices directly, there can be sometimes wait lists to get services. So when calling a MAP office, sometimes you are calling it and only being scheduled an appointment. Sometimes we can't offer services real time or at the time of the call. So it's important to understand that. So when you call in, you will schedule an appointment for initial assessment and intake. And then additional follow-up will occur as needed based on the needs that are identified through that initial process. Okay, great. So really, you know, it's someone on the other line that, that can provide the support that's needed. And we're definitely, you know, appreciative of the partnership that they're able to call. And so what is someone actually, I guess, considered an older adult? You know, I know we use a different language of senior than sometimes we say older adult. Uh, but in Maryland and with the Maryland Department of Aging, what particularly is considered as an older adult? That's a really great question. So this definition often changes based on the program definitions. As an example, senior centers allow individuals to enroll in senior centers as an older adult at age 55. Who wants to think at 55 that they're an older adult, right? Right. Medicare, on the other hand, says you're not an older adult eligible for Medicare until you're 65. As a general rule, individuals 60 years old and above are considered older adults because that's the way it's outlined through the Older Americans Act. While services are targeted to older adults through the Maryland Access Point and Maryland Department of Aging and our area agency on aging network, we also serve disabled individuals who are living in our community as well. So while, again, we kind of focus on older adults, and that's one of our target populations, we also serve individuals living in our community who are living with a disability as well. Great. And so the pandemic has affected, you know, everyone uh, this past year, and, and hopefully we're, we're on a better side of it at this point. But, how, you know, what has the pandemic done, you know, and how has it affected your office and some of the things that you've heard from some of our older adults across the state? COVID has certainly changed the way that all of us live and the way that we conduct business. As a result, here at the Maryland Department of Aging, we kind of went to a hybrid work schedule. We're working at points where everybody was working fully remotely. And as we kind of start to return to normal, we're seeing more people back in the offices and more people working less fully remote 
schedules and more hybrid schedules. But as a result of the pandemic, through that process, we've, we've learned how to offer a lot of services for individuals virtually, which is something brand new. You know, if we would have asked ourselves two years ago, can we provide educational opportunities for older adults virtually? And we probably would have said no, or, oh, that would be really difficult. And here we are two years later, post-pandemic, being able to do that. So many of our services and supports that used to be exclusively offered in, in person, face-to-face, -face, are being offered virtually as well. Most of our MAP offices throughout the pandemic did stay open. Many of them stopped allowing people to come in for face-to-face -face visits or, you know, come in and visit or frequent the senior centers and things of that nature just to keep everybody safe. But that has since stopped. And most of our senior centers, most of our area agencies on aging and MAP offices are fully functional and open. And once again, allowing face-to-face -face visits and interactions and have even returned to offering home visits for people who are unable to get out and really need the services that exist. During the pandemic, as far as older adults and their experience through the whole process, I think ultimately this is a population that was hit pretty hard. There was a lot of fear around going out to get groceries or even your most basic needs met. There was difficulty in getting care providers to come into your home. You know, providers weren't always available. And then there was that uncertainty or fear of having somebody from outside of your four walls coming in and bringing in COVID. Family who used to come in and visit regularly had those same kind of hesitations and fears. So ultimately, a lot of older adults experienced much more social isolation. They had a harder time throughout the pandemic connecting to services and supports and getting providers to come in and provide for some of those basic in-home care needs. And a lot of individuals experienced difficulty getting food. Food resources were a huge need that was identified as part of the pandemic. Of course, Maryland Department of Aging, in partnership with all of our area agencies on aging, responded to those needs by kind of ramping up services. We provided more in-home delivery for meals and groceries. We reached out regularly to those that we've identified as being kind of vulnerable or at risk or have, who had some pretty significant needs in our community and did friendly check-ins on a regular basis just to make sure that people felt supported and that they were connected and, and we were able to help meet the needs throughout the pandemic. So even though our doors may have been closed, we never really stopped serving individuals. Our phones were always ringing and we were there to answer the call. We're really excited that we were able to do that. And as a result, you know, we've seen some additional funding that has come alongside and supported some of this work and, and really been able to build the capacity of our network to serve throughout the pandemic. And it was definitely great that you all were able to transition so so quickly. Now, I know the office, you know, it's called the Maryland Department of aging, but is, is that sort of the only population that you serve and provide support to? So that, again, that's another really great question. As I stated before, you know, there we do have programs that serve individuals other than older adults. Ultimately, we begin aging at birth, right? Our area agencies on aging oftentimes serve as support planning agencies that meet the needs of really young clients, even babies at times need support planning agencies dependent upon the need. We serve family caregivers who are supporting loved ones of any age. The Maryland Department of, of Aging Durable Medical Equipment Program is available to anyone regardless of age and income. So realistically, even though we're called the Department of Aging, we serve so many more than that. We're here to serve the state. 
we are at your service. If you have a need and are wanting to plan for the future uh, and look toward understanding the system of services and supports that are available to support individuals in our community uh, at any age, we are here. And so it was really exciting to see how the, the office has used, utilized technology to support those across the state. Because I know there are several ways that you all really stay connected to Marylanders. One of those ways is your senior call check program. What is that? The senior call check program is a free daily check-in call for Maryland residents who are 65 and older. This is an automated call that's made daily at a time that's pre-selected by the participant. The calls contain an automated message with helpful information and tips and resources related to aging and supporting the needs of older adults, as well as a feature that is checking in on an individual. So you have to respond to say that you're okay for the day. How the program really works is that a call is placed. If a person doesn't answer the call the first time, two additional calls is made within an hour to an individual that has registered for this service. These calls are made every day at that predetermined time. So I can expect as a participant to receive a call as an example at like 10 a.m. And if I don't answer the call at 10, another call will be placed to me within a few minutes and then again within an hour. If I still do not respond during that pre-selected timeframe, a call can be made or is made to the emergency contact person that I've identified as a participant on file. If our system is unable to get a hold of an emergency contact person and a call to emergency services to initiate a, an emergency wellness check, is made so local authorities can go out and check on the welfare of the individual. The intent or the aim behind this program is to give people peace of mind and to ensure safety and well-being of older adults who are living alone in our community. It can be really scary to live alone and not have that support system. And this really mm -hmm. kind of helps fill in the gap and as an additional layer of support for the family caregiver network, you know, to make sure that there's somebody checking in every single day on those who are living alone in our communities. We, you know, can ultimately intervene in a situation where, you know, let's say somebody has had a fall and are unable to get up and get to the phone to make an emergency call. We know that ultimately through this program, if they are a participant and they are not able to answer the phone, they're going to get the help that they need and be connected to medical services. People can register for the program. It's simple and easy. You can either call one 50 and the word check, C-H-E-C-K, or you can visit aging.maryland.gov and complete a form online. Typically, calls start within about 48 hours after registration, and the calls can also be paused if you have a doctor's appointment or you're going out with family or friends and you know you're not going to be available to answer the call and you don't want an emergency check-in or emergency wellness visit initiated because you know you're not going to be home. So it's a really great program, and it's completely free. Great. And so and texting is also used by the office? Yes. So you can receive some of the same alerts and the same type of messaging that you would receive through the Senior Call Check Program right on your cell phone. This particular service is also in partnership with you guys at 211. Individuals can text MD and the word aging to 898-211. And when you do that, you receive alerts, tips, and resources related to aging and how to support the needs of older adults directly to your cell phone. These alerts typically come no more than about once a week and, and can share helpful information or 
things like you know hazardous weather that's forecasted and how to protect yourself. So it's really great and useful information and easy to sign up. Again, you just text MD aging to 898-211 right from your cell phones. Yeah, we definitely encourage anyone to, to sign up, whether an older adult or family member or caregiver. I was reading, you know, some statistics lately that stated increasing number of our seniors are falling victim to scams, right? Does your office get a lot of requests for financial fraud help? And are there any particular services that kind of help support that effort? So our office specifically does not get a high number of requests for financial fraud help. However, our area agencies on aging and our local departments of social services are seeing this happening more frequently. The Elder Rights Program Manager here at the Maryland Department on Aging does get a number of emails or phone calls regarding various types of elder abuse complaints that range from things like neglect to financial exploitation and scams. But ultimately here at the state, you know, our role is to support the local area agencies on aging who are doing this work in their local communities and work directly with their local departments of social services. There are lots of services to support older adults who experience financial exploitation. Here at the department, there is a webpage specifically dedicated to this type of need and can share additional resources around you know, how to support and recover from this type of exploitation. You can Find it by visiting aging.maryland.gov. There you'll find information from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the National Adult Protective Services Association, United States Department of Justice, elder abuse, just to name a few. There's a lot of really wonderful information on our website, and I'd highly encourage anyone who's looking for more information about any of the services we're talking about to visit our website at aging.maryland.gov. Each of our area agencies on aging does have a senior legal assistance program that supports older adults living in their community with legal advice and counseling and representation in some instances. In addition to legal support, there's also our local ombudsman program that can advocate on behalf of individuals who are living in a skilled nursing facility or an assisted living. We also have health insurance counselors who can help people navigate potential fraud or abuse against their health insurance, Medicaid, Medicare, or even their private health insurance. And then we also have public guardianship managers who assist with individuals who are no longer able to make decisions on their own and maybe need to seek assistance with identifying a public guardian who can help with that. Our area agencies on aging do contract with local attorneys and law centers to provide services specifically to older adults living in Maryland with priority given to things or issues like income maintenance or nutrition, healthcare, protective services, abuse, housing, utility assistance, consumer protection and employment. So there are a lot of different services that are available. And again, I would encourage people to visit our website to learn more. That's great. And so aging.maryland.gov, where they can find a lot of information or, or really contacting the uh, one of your area map locations. So, you know, I know we all have taken care of our, our loved ones, you know, myself included, whether that's parents, older adults, those that live, you know, who have been living with us as, as a caregiver. But I know the Department of Aging has a family caregiver support program. Can you kind of explain what that is? I know we don't tend to think of, you know, as caregivers, but because we're taking care of loved ones. But, you know, what, what kind of support does the department have with that? Family caregiving is a, an extremely hard thing to do. It is a very taxing role, and oftentimes we feel like we are in it alone. And we want people to understand that you don't have to do it alone. There is a network of support out there that can assist you, and we want individuals to get back to 
being a spouse's partner or a parent's child rather than having to be that primary source of care if, if and when possible. We do this through a variety of different programs and services. Each of our area agencies on aging offer caregiver support groups that support family caregivers by bringing people who are doing this type of work together to share in that experience. Same thing with individuals who are raising grandchildren. You know, being a grandparent who is raising a grandchild brings a whole new different set of challenges to the table. And there are support groups to offer some additional help and support for those individuals. Those support groups typically have an opportunity for education, learning, different services and providers in the community come to those support groups and provide education. There's an opportunity to share and learn best practices from each other, what's working well, what's not working, and to kind of make this job maybe a little bit easier by lessening the burden and also lessening that feeling of being alone in it. It really does help to identify with others who are in the work and doing the same types of work that you're doing and having the same challenges. In addition to support groups, we also have, through our Maryland Access Program, the opportunity to connect individuals who are providing family care or support care to a family member connection to community resources. So as a family caregiver, I would encourage you to reach out to the Maryland Access Point offices in your local area to explore the different resources and supports that might exist in your community that can help you get the respite or rest that you really need. You know, unless you are taking good care of yourself, you're not really any good to take care of others. And so, you know, taking the opportunity to get some education, to get a little bit of assistance coming in in and and relieving you, even if it's only for an hour or a few hours a day, really can help improve your skill because you're able to take some time and, and work on yourself. We can't pour from an empty cup, right? In order to learn more about the programs and services, and the supports that exist in your community. Again, I highly encourage everybody to reach out to their local MAP offices. In addition to service connection, there's also opportunities through many of our senior centers to engage in educational opportunities. There are programs that can support caregivers in their role. There's a program called Powerful Tools for Caregiving, another called Building Better Caregivers, a program called Dealing with Dementia that supports individuals who are struggling with dementia and need some support in the home. So there are lots of different programs and services available, and Maryland Access Point can help point you in the right direction. Oh, that's great. You know, you made a great point. You can't, you got to take care of yourself, you know, while you know, trying to take care of others. In, in addition to the caregiver support program, you mentioned earlier durable medical equipment. Like who, who is eligible to receive this type of equipment and how would someone know to, to contact or what the need would be for? This particular program is an innovative program that's in direct response to need identified across the state. Many of our area agencies on aging were regularly getting calls from individuals in the community who had durable medical equipment and wanted to donate it, wanted to give it back to the community so that others could use it. Durable medical equipment is not cheap, and we we know that. Oftentimes, our area agencies on aging did not have the capacity to be able to inspect, ensure safety, and sanitize this type of equipment. So the Maryland Department of Aging created the Maryland Durable Medical Equipment Reuse Program. This particular program provides durable medical equipment to Marylanders, regardless of illness, regardless of injury or disability, and regardless of age, at absolutely no cost. The program itself collects, 
used durable medical equipment, brings it in, ensures that it is fully functional in good repair, and it has been completely sanitized in the proper way, and then puts it back out into the community. At redistribution, there are several redistribution sites across the state, and at distribution, a physical therapist or an occupational therapist is available to ensure that that piece of equipment is properly matched to the individual or the recipient that is getting the equipment. So many times, and many of our other loan closets and things of that nature that exist across the state, there is that hesitation simply because we're not always sure that the equipment matches the individual specifically. So we want to make sure that we're matching equipment that's safe for an individual based on their needs and their height and you know what weight and those kinds of things, that it's been sanitized and it's in good repair before it goes back out. Again, this program is something that's free for anybody, regardless of age, illness, injury, or disability. Uh, and that, that sounds like a, a lifesaver to be able to get that, and especially, you know, uh, income support as well for those, you know, not having to pay financially for this this particular equipment that could, you know, could cost. And, and it also takes donations of, of equipment as well. I heard you say that individuals can also donate to help support others. That is absolutely correct. Yes. So individuals can call, reach out to the Maryland Department of Aging at 1-800-243-3425 and to arrange to make a donation to this program. That's great. So I know we mentioned the, the website uh, a couple of times where folks can go and find some great valuable information. Also the, the texting, which is MD Aging uh, to 898211. Are there other social media handles or other ways for listeners to stay connected to the department? Absolutely. We are on all of the social media channels. So we do have Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. So if you're interested in connecting with us socially, you can follow us at Maryland Aging. So like us at Maryland Aging on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, We have several YouTube videos that kind of explain many of the programs we talked about in more depth and talk more about eligibility criteria as well. So definitely visit our YouTube page to learn more about the programs we talked about today. And and that's for everyone, not just for our seniors, our older adults, but everyone should be connecting and to learn more information. In closing, is there anything else that you'd like to share with everyone? Just that the Maryland Department of Aging is really here to help change the trajectory of aging by changing the way that we think about aging in our community. If you want to learn more about how we can help you live a more engaged, active, independent life in your community for as long as possible, we're here to help. You can visit us on the web to learn more at aging.maryland.gov or call us at 1-844-627-5465 to connect with one of your local MAP offices and get connected to a full range of network of long-term services and supports that exist. And I definitely encourage everyone to to take a look at the site, sign up for the texting. It's a wealth of information there to support our older adults and really just anyone in the community. So Amanda, thank you again for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you and definitely look forward to the continued partnership with 211. Great, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and subscribing to What's the 211 Podcast. We are here for you 24-7, 365 days a year, simply by calling 211. Also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at 211 Maryland or at dragondigitalradio.podbean.com. Connect with us. We are Dragon Digital Radio.